thumbnail, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know what's going on like with the, with the <laughs> YouTube thing. Uh, yeah. okay, uh, YouTube is sometimes just weird. YouTube is weird. Reddit is weird. Uh, Patreon is yeah. weird. Yeah, but we are live right now, and uh, it's uh, yeah, Red Smoke episode thirteen. If everything everything goes well, yeah. Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody who's listening. And yeah, we're not going to do like a whole intro now, or like explain anything. Just like just uh, we could just like continue what we started last week. Uh, last week was like basically we didn't plan this to do like a, a two part series, but it was like just too much. And I was again a bit like uh, going on Wikipedia and like looking at those characters from Game of Thrones. Like so many characters, it's just like no way you can cover everything in two hours. Uh, yeah, Alex, uh, when we think about like last week, what what is the? Is there anything? This is this sounds so much like a question someone would ask me, some teacher would ask me in school. But what did you like uh, remember from last week? <laughs> like what what did we learn last week? I forgot my homework. Sorry. <laughs> I always, I always hated it, man. Like, uh, teachers yeah. asking this pretentious question, but yeah. Um, was there anything like uh, where you say, "Oh, okay," didn't thought about that? I definitely um, wanted to focus a bit more on Tywin today. Mm -hmm. Alex, you kind of cut out there. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now you're back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If this happens again, I might need to close the, the stream in the background. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You can you can also if you, if you have the stream in the background, you can put it like on two uh, two forty. So oh, the, yes. so the quality is very. I do the same over here. So. Yeah. Perfect. Got it. All right. All right. Excellent. Um. Yeah. Technical issues. A classic. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> that, that's the best way to start the stream, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be like too perfect, and we don't like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about it a little bit because we are obviously going to talk about Tywin, and the question is a little bit why we are going to talk about Tywin because obviously the the title of this whole thing is like ranking the Game of Thrones characters, and I actually have this graphic on there which I'm going to put up later, but um, the question to me is uh, something I need to discuss with you beforehand is. How would you like? Because again, this 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 comes across a little bit like a, like this like we are some nerdy nerdy guys, and it's like oh, this is like the best character. Or he's like the most intelligent, or he's like the strongest and stuff. So so the question is a little bit for me: how how do you rank characters? You know, and I, I was a little bit like um, okay, 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 like rank them by intelligence or by by strength or some somewhere like that. I think you. If 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 I would like rank the characters on my own, I would go a little bit like character wise, and I would be like, uh, okay, who's like who has like the best character arc, who's like the best frame and all that. Uh, but the thing is, look, we are on the Red Smoke podcast here, right? And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've been thinking, okay, what, what is this Red Smoke thing all about? It's obviously like, uh, yeah, I, I'd say a little bit like teaching teaching man how to like live life i would like with joy and pleasure and keep the masculine frame and all that uh but the thing is you don't you don't need the red smoke podcast to tell you that you shouldn't live like joffrey you know see a little bit well, of, see a little bit of the problem there that's debatable isn't it no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding right <laughs> it's uh it's, it's a bit difficult to 
to like just uh, how, how would you how would you rank the characters? Because because yeah, the, because I, I, I don't know why, but I think for some reason Tywin is like our favorite uh, of the two uh, from the two of us. Like I would say for me personally, along with Olena Tyrell. And the question is why why is that? What what makes obviously it's going to be a subjective list we're going to do at the end. So um, there's no way we can like objectively prove this is the best uh, way to rank those characters. But uh, why would you say? Tywin is the best. I want to just say like this is this is the way it should be. Personally, I would rank the characters from Game of Thrones in a way that they how they operate life the best. I would say, mm -hmm. which means, for example, they understand how the world truly looks like. They're not blinded by like mm -hmm. ideologies. If there's even such a thing in Game of Thrones, or for example their bloomy worldview which isn't actually true at all mm. and they know how to play the game which is because it's a game of thrones right and this is what i would do personally mm -hmm. because i think this is not only very important in game of thrones obviously and to anyone who has watched the whole show yeah. knows that the, the people not just the men but the people mm. with their bloomy worldview and everything is good that they didn't come very far and the guys who actually understood how it works, yeah. they did quite well. So I think this is kind of a like a good, yeah, good way to to rank them, in my opinion. It makes it makes pretty much sense, yeah. Because I was thinking like like uh, look, I, I cannot start off with like Red Smoke is uh, not okay. Behave like Tywin. You know that's that's a little bit too too easy. So so I get what you say. I get what you say. It's it's a little bit more complex than that. Um, I would say Red Song is more like uh, like this. What this whole channel is all about is more like steal some stuff from him, steal some traits from, him, steal some, exactly. uh, or even like straight up quotes from him. Uh, yeah, Red Song is a little bit like what are characters from from TV or t uh, or movies uh, we can steal the most from? Would you would you say the same? Yes, absolutely. This mm. is also something uh, I think people usually get quite wrong about Red Smoke. Mm. Um, it's not like we are completely like hating on the Red Pill or something like that, mm. because we always keep saying that things that are mentioned in the Red Pill, Manosphere, whatever you want yeah. to call it these days, that like the baseline is correct and the Red Pill is necessary and all of this. But at some point you have to rediscover mm -hmm. um, the pleasure in all of this again. So you actually live... Uh, joyful life as a man right yeah, yeah so this is what makes it quite difficult because it's very nuanced obviously mm -hmm. but life is nuanced right it's not black and white True. it's not just True. a and b there are nuances to everything and individuals and all of that so yeah i think we need to put on a more nuanced lens on this whole thing when it comes to our precious red smoke podcast absolutely yeah because i, I don't want to be like this uh okay just uh, be intelligent like Tyrion. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I I keep remember there's this one uh, thumbnail somewhere on YouTube. I remember this is like a this is like an actual piece of advice. I'm like, uh, how? <laughs> it's like, what, what if I'm not intelligent? You know, that's a little bit. Yeah. 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 Be tall. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and, and and I was thinking a little bit about the word frame, and I would say this even has to do a little bit with like character. Uh, character description, uh, something we talked about with with Rich uh, last week when he went uh, yes. when he came online a show. 
like from a character writing standpoint, it's very interesting uh, how many or how less of, of those like, actually keep keep their frame throughout the whole show. Of course, uh, thinking about Tywin again, but then thinking about characters who like completely broke their frame uh, yes. towards the end, especially around uh, season eight. And yeah, I, I would say, yeah, fr- well. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know even know where to start, right? Yeah, I guess season eight is a bit. <laughs> special in this mm-hmm. regard because mm-hmm. pretty much all characters broke their frame yeah. I think yeah. uh, for many reasons but anyway there's also something I wanted to add to this sure, because, sure. Um, it's actually the concept of frame right is talked like talked about like a lot mm. and people also confuse this a lot and I think Tyrion is actually a great example we talked about him a lot in the last podcast right, so I'm not gonna right. talk about him too much but because he had such a great development in his character as mm. well. And at some point even was like completely purposeless, just drinking, doing nothing. Mm. And you could think that he broke frame at that point, but I don't think he did. He really just was looking for something in his life, like a purpose that moves mm. him forward because he didn't have this before. This doesn't mean though um, that he lost his frame in any regard. He right. was still a Turion, right? And was still operating from his point of view on mm. the world and himself right so this again we come back to the nuance here it's it's not like this guy has a strong frame and this guy hasn't yeah. because he did a and b it's always the whole person and how i think the frame is pretty much explained if you look at how a person sees the world mm-hmm. and if this worldview is ever like completely shattered or not and i think if it if it isn't and he has this like view on the world and this is where he lives in in his own reality this mm-hmm. i think describes a frame pretty well in most cases but obviously again it's not not so easy it, <laughs> the, the more the more we talk about it i think it's pretty easy when it comes to one character or if we compare like two characters with each other because there's like a we, we keep talking about tywin and we're gonna uh, yes. get a little bit more into detail there's of course the character because i was doubting if he is like this top tier level, and he's not. I would say, uh, of course, I'm talking about Stannis. Yes. And Stannis is like this this guy who got everything right except one thing, you know. He had like this. Uh, he has like he had like this. Um, you could say you could say religion was like his weakness in some way. Yes. So I I think that's a little bit what you described with this whole uh, twisted reality stuff because he actually got everything right, but he was like uh, yeah. Uh, kind of like a slave to my to my faith, if you will. Yes, absolutely. I think he also, yeah, he f- he fell for that because in the beginning, I think he didn't believe in this kind of God, at least not mm. that heavily or deeply. I don't know. Yeah. And at some point, he decided to join this sort of religion. Yeah. Mostly driven by that woman. I forgot her name. Yeah, Melisandre. Is it? Yes, yeah. exactly. And. This completely like ruined his whole his whole journey, his whole purpose, oh, yeah. pretty much all his frame, everything. And again, this is not to to shit on religion or something like that. Mm. It just means that if you have your whole belief system completely like re yeah shattered and redesigned by anything someone else put on you, which is what a religion is, right? Mm. Especially in this regard. And now everything you do just doesn't make sense anymore to your past self, then this is quite questionable in regards to your frame, I think. Mm. And 
especially in his case, uh, it had some detrimental effects. It did. It did. Yeah. I think we are way beyond the spoiler alert thing, so, so yeah, it's like no, there's like no chance for anybody who's like, okay, don't, don't even, don't even try to come for us. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I keep thinking about those characters we we talked about last week. Like for example, uh, Oberyn Tyrell, who yes. who is someone I would definitely consider like top tier level of of, of frame and and everything. We just saw he knew exactly <clears throat> how how the world works. And all that, uh, even yeah. though he had like a, a little weakness there, but yeah. Um, so, so, so the way we're gonna start this this whole thing, and then we we're gonna of course talk about the thing is we cannot talk about any any anyone. I hope you have this uh, um, the stream open. I do. All right. So, so I have this little has a delay, but I think I think it's mind. I think it's like ten seconds or something. Yeah, something like that. So you should see it in like three. Two, one. If everything goes right. Uh, if not, then uh, yeah. Yes. You should see a little graph with. Uh, I already did like one uh, character in F tier. I hope you're okay with the decision uh, there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's so it's yeah. so nice. There's this there's this website. It's called tiermaker.com because I was. You know Wait, what? Before, sure. Just a quick uh, info because yeah. I know that I don't know how many people listen to our podcast outside yeah. of YouTube and they might not see that. Yeah. So we got to talk about it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. On the F tier, like the worst tier there is uh, Ed Sheeran, obviously. <laughs> I mean, there's really no other way, no, no other place to put him. <laughs> Pretty easily the worst character in the whole of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I would just want to add that. You can proceed. Yeah. Uh, for everybody who's listening, uh, be it on YouTube or on any other um, audio-only platform, there's this website and you can check it out for yourself. It's called TearMaker.com because <clears throat> I was, uh, you know, a uh, few few minutes ago we were just talking about this thing, um, you know, like how, how do we even rank characters? And I, and I gotta admit, I was like on Google and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google now how to rank characters. <laughs> And that was the first website that came on. It's just like a tier maker of cons. Like, okay, we can actually um, do a nice little list there. Uh, I, I wasn't getting any answer to my actual question: yeah. how to actually <laughs> how to actually rank characters. But but I got a nice little uh, graphic here. So yeah, thanks internet. Uh, I was getting the answers I don't need. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's where I would start a little bit and. Yeah, I would say we, I would say we go with the so, so so. See, the thing is, if I would like, okay, let's start from the beginning. There's, for example, the character of Joffrey in this list, you know. Yes. And if we would like judge him by our standards, which would be okay, he knows how reality works. He holds his frame, and he has some qualities that we can, um, you know, copy. It'd be like Ed Sheeran uh, tier level, wouldn't it be? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because I don't know of any trait or like behavior, attitude, whatever you want to call it, mm. he has that is worth copying. Yeah. Or like yeah. mimicking, whatever you want to call it. There. Um, I don't see any way in which Joffrey is a role model. That's that's a little bit the thing because when we were just talking about the character of Joffrey Baratheon 
I'll be like, this is top tier level, extremely well written and all that, because I, I really like his character. It's like a, it's like good written character, and I'll be really interested, like, uh, to see characters like him or Tywin in the later seasons where everything went down. It's like I was thinking, like, what would Tywin say to all this crap that happened in episode and season eight? <laughs> it's like, uh, he's he's like this he's like this father would be like so mad at all those characters like like what did you become guys <laughs> yeah i think you would ground all of them yeah that's a bit for, for months i i really i really have the feeling that like the best characters already died before and i'm a little bit glad about that so yes. yeah definitely weirdly yes yeah so so i'm gonna put like uh yeah is there like is there like anything mentionable about like joffrey uh, anything we can say, okay, this is like <laughs> this is like something we can we can uh, take for for our own life, or is he like completely at Sheeran level? Yeah, I'm thinking right now. Um, but yeah. no, even his like confidence. I was thinking about that because yeah, he's yeah, much un, un, yeah, and you could call it unshaken by anything. But I think it's not true because his confidence isn't built upon what he did. It's just given to him by mm. being born a king, mm. pretty much. So it's it's faked and wrong. And yeah, it doesn't really help yeah. him because, as we said last time, that uh, he had to call himself a king. Yeah. And he doesn't really feel like it. He has to remind himself of it all the time. Mm. And so I think it's not even not even that that helps him in this yeah. case. <laughs> so uh, Joffrey is going to... Is gonna join the Ed Sheeran ranks. <laughs> keep, yeah, keep, perfect. keep, keep thinking about this stupid scene. And I think it was season seven where, where, where Ed Sheeran is like sitting at this fucking campfire and he's like singing this fucking song. And I, I think, I think Arya is joining them. Those were like, like he was, he was clothed as a Lannister soldier. I mean, yeah, obviously, I think, so, yeah. I think he's. Uh, you could actually see it on the on the picture there. And I, I, I still remember that guy. Arya even saying, "Oh, that's that's a pretty song. I never heard it before." It's like, yeah, yes. I, was, I was like, I was hoping for the soldier to say, "Oh yeah, it's the new album," you know. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, God. if you go that way and pull us out of the immersion, out of the Westeros Game of Thrones thingy, then go full, yeah, full, yeah. full circle and <laughs> go deeper. Uh, what, what a unnecessary! Dish. But yeah, anyways, um, I would say, yeah. Yeah. No, there's like nothing uh nothing you should like copy from from Ed Sheeran even though I'd say he would he stayed in frame. He actually stayed so much in frame that he like played himself on the show. That's true. He actually had a stronger frame than the whole Game of Thrones series. That's um, th yeah, that's why we don't that's why we don't call him by his character because I don't know his name in the show. We call him Ed Sheeran, yeah. Because he is he is Ed Sheeran in the show, yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't even <laughs> think he he uh, yeah, he does have a name, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say from from listeners, like there are like so many characters. I'm gonna scroll down a little bit for everybody who's, who's listening. I hope this doesn't fuck up. There's so many characters on the Game of Thrones. Alex, you're gonna see it like in ten seconds. Like there's like no way we can cover them all up. Uh, I kind of like sorted them to the most uh, to the most. Interesting ones, if you will. I kind of like pre-sorted them. Oh damn! I really hope there's a. So, like I said, everybody who's listening on uh, audio only, there's this there's this website called tiermaker.com, and you can, uh, yeah, th th there's someone who already 
who already pre-made this whole Game of Thrones characters list where, where you can rank them. And we're going to rank them in Red Smoke style today. And I don't know how many there are, like probably over 100, uh, 150 characters there on this list. What's I really... Didn't know it, uh, yeah. Um, that, that many characters. I didn't know. And seeing this list is kind of crazy, actually. You well, remember a few faces, but that's, not all. Yeah, that's, but that's the thing. I remember so many of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, of course I know this, and and this is such a, they they did something right there in this show, because, you know, so so many shows like like for example Breaking Bad, they have like ten protagonists, throughout the whole series, like ten people they focus on, and Game of Thrones has like a, I don't know a thousand percent more than than, than Breaking yeah. Bad. It's, it's crazy. It's just crazy how many characters there are, how they manage to, of course, just uh, until a certain time to cover them all up it's it's actually inter- it's actually interesting because they have we had like seven eight subplots at once and they balanced it pretty good and in season seven and eight where it should all conclude that's where they fucked up <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird yeah i was gonna say it's also interesting that having so many characters they still made like most of them a lot of them most of them interesting and mm. have their own sort of yeah character and behavior and all of that yeah. They still manage that somehow. I mean, I guess it's due to the books, obviously, but mm. even that for Martin there is quite quite an accomplishment. Absolutely. I keep thinking about, because obviously this is like one of the most tragic character arcs, uh, most ruined character arcs, if you will. Uh, we talked about him last week. It's Jamie Lannister. And, oh, yeah. and, and the question is, how how are you gonna rank the characters? Like like, do we stop at season six because that's that's for me where the show had like a last good moment when where this whole explosion was at the end. And there's like someone on YouTube who said this explosion was so intense it blew all the good ideas the writers had left. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes sense. Uh, so so the question is a bit: Do we see the characters as a whole or not? Because I would say to a to a up until season seven jamie actually did like a full circle he went from an absolute asshole to i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for for mankind now but then he gets ruined in the last three episodes you know so so that's a little bit the question uh how how i ranked him you know i I was gonna say for a second let's take the whole full thing in Mm. with virtually every season but Mm. eh, that's gonna really change a lot of characters and the outcomes on the list absolutely yeah i mean i mean th- th- that's a little bit uh, the question can you can you still see him as as someone else can you still see him without the outcome of of, of season eight that's difficult isn't yeah it? i think yeah well let's let's do it that way let's just um stop at the end of season six i think that makes right, it yeah. easy all right let's uh let's keep be- be- because i would still like uh and i think you would agree with me you would still like recommend the serious yeah, you know you know I was like, oh, <laughs> it would be hard to like recommend it to someone who never saw it and it's like but but do me a favor just stop at like mid season seven or somewhere just just don't <laughs> just don't continue and everyone would be like are you crazy of course i'm gonna like continue the series <laughs> so i would actually still, still recommend watching the whole show mm. just so you can uh realize and see yeah, what yeah. can be done to a very good character mm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> So, so you know, pretty much. So, so yeah, I would say like from when you talk, for example, about uh, about Jamie, because we talked about him in, in 
last week and it was a, it was a really really great discussion i think uh, uh that's a rich uh also careful we talked about surpassing uh, emasculation and all that and uh, yeah yeah it was almost like a missed opportunity so uh, so when we have like this 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 tier list here and <clears throat> i would say if if in, in my heart and in my wish the way I wanted uh, Jamie's character to conclude was like, okay, from the first episode, like Kingslayer, and he pushed Bran uh, out of the balcony and all that, like a complete asshole, was just like screwing up with his sister, to a man who went through such a such an interesting character development there. Uh, where would you like rank him when it comes from S plus to to Ed Sheeran level? What is S plus, by the way? S plus, like, S plus. I, I would say I would say it's like a Taiwan Taiwan tier. So so we have like on the on the one hand I, I'm gonna put Taiwan on the on the top of there already because yeah, there's like there's like it's like no chance <laughs> I'm gonna put him anywhere else and we yes. we're gonna explain later. But uh, yeah, we, you have the chance. So so S plus is Taiwan and F is Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's great. This, this is That's like great. yeah. So so I'm actually gonna have to update the thumbnail. So we have like Ed Sheeran on the on the left. Tywin on the right's like, which man do you want to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Oh man. Yeah, well, um What do you like what do you like rank uh what do you like rank Jamie. with Jamie? Hmm. I actually would rank him quite high, to be honest. Hmm. I'm saying um, somewhere between S and A, I would say. Yes, yeah, somewhere there. Hmm. Because Yeah, he he as you mentioned has a great character development. But he's not like consumed by it, and again, if we stop at end of season six, obviously, mm-hmm. and so he truly, he truly worked through his like emotions and his issues there, yeah. and came out a better man at the end, and yeah, this is what I really enjoyed because he, because many times I said, man needs the hero journey, right, and he needs to overcome his own demons, yeah, or as, um, yeah, Anthony Robbins says when mm. the boy is healed the man appears right yeah and jamie pretty much has this, this healing of the boy because in the beginning he's like very infantile right uh, like screwing mm-hmm. his sister and throwing kids out of balconies pretty much living without thinking about consequences which is very childish mm-hmm. and throughout the whole seasons he develops this sort of adult growth so yeah he becomes a, a great man in the end i think actually yeah, it's, yeah, it's, would, it's, would, it's a, yeah, S or A, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know because I would like, uh, it, it becomes easier the more characters we rank, but sure. uh, I, I, I keep thinking about because uh, after Jamie we talked about Oberyn, and I would say Oberyn is not S plus, I would, I would say Oberyn is S, but I would say yes. Oberyn is above Jamie. You're right. Would you, yes. would you agree? Right. Uh, I would probably put Jamie in A. Because, yeah. because I keep thinking about okay, he he started off as as like this asshole character. It's really um, it, it's so interesting because like subjectively, I hated him in the beginning. Obviously, everyone did. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you start to like uh, grow like sympathy for him, and like uh, oh yeah, this is actually gonna be like a hero type of character. He's trying to redeem himself. Uh, but I would say he never had like. Yes, like like there has to be like some some kind of traits where I say okay he completely he completely went full circle and I, I just can't ignore episode uh, season eight it's so hard for me it's it's like it's like something would miss 
you know, for for me to be like to to have him fully uh, went this full circle, it would be something like okay, he goes back to King's Landing and kills Cersei. That would be like redeeming his full character from screwing her up with his sister to okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this like metaphorically and you know. Yes, no, that would actually have been a great scene, I think, like, um, from a cinematography standpoint, obviously, mm. uh, everyone, everyone listening, I don't condone killing your sister, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, because his sister pretty much um, represents his demons to some degree. <clears throat> he is fighting with himself and the, the people and the things that keep controlling him, so literally killing her or the demons whatever yeah. you want to call it there would have been the, the last sort of thing his character needed yeah i agree yeah. with that yeah, there's something missing about him you know he's like trying but uh yeah just like uh, it's it's a little bit like uh, okay we're gonna try to give people like some practical practical advice for their own life and uh, jamie was a bit uh, a little bit like okay i have problems but i'm gonna try to solve other people's problems you know Yes. So yeah, like, I was gonna say. yeah, instead of facing his own past, he's like, okay, I'm gonna fight for mankind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect the honor of Brienne. They had this, they had this actually beautiful arc there, uh, in in season four or three, I think. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the, it's it's uh, something's missing for Jamie to be like top tier level, you know. Yeah, you mentioned two great things actually here. Because first, um, I don't also don't want to get too nerdy with this whole thing and mm. <laughs> think about practical advice for people listening or mm. the man listening so yeah in his case the second thing you mentioned is definitely that he was too focused on fixing others before he had fixed himself right because right. i have seen this many times um with the, the guys that work with me and then with my with my older self as well mm. that i was pretty much setting myself on fire to keep others warm right, right. And this is a problem in and of itself. But even when you then go out and try to conquer yourself, ha, then mm. still you need to do you need to fix yourself first before you can look after other people. And right. even people like Confucius in the past said similar things, because you need to overcome your own demons first. Then you can give from strength, right, mm. before you try to fix others. And Jamie definitely doesn't do that. So this is clearly missing in his character. Yeah. But still, he had one of the greatest, uh, up until season six, right? He had one of yeah. the greatest character developments, so he definitely deserves a high spot. Yeah, from a character writing standpoint, especially like those interactions he had with uh, with his father, with Tywin, or also with um, Tyrion in the in the first seasons. It's it's actually yeah. the, it's actually the same like Joffrey. Both of them are like great characters, but uh, yeah, not everything they did was something uh, you can like practically take for your own life there yeah yeah of course not. i mean the our listeners need to realize that we are ranking a fantasy series right mm. and obviously we are looking for real life appliances there but mm. i mean it's still what these characters did in many regards are not mm. very good things or even things you can even think about in real life so yeah it's yeah. just yeah as we said the, the frame and understanding of world of the world and how to they use their, their masculinity and their growth for pleasure mm. and all of that. Absolutely. So, 
So the, the question we we still we we keep trying to avoid there. Uh, to, let's just like get over it <laughs> as if it's something that uh, isn't fun. But of course, the the S plus level or the Tywin level. What, what, what would you say makes makes Tywin Lannister the, the the man on the top there? Someone who someone who was killed quite uh, without honor. Uh, yes. Mid time in the series. What what makes him like the best character? You would say. Or someone you can you can learn the most from, you can steal the most from. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, well, there are many things. I think we should start with his understanding of people. Like he has a complete and thorough understanding of what people do, what they want, and how they operate. Mm -hmm. And he knows that before they even know it. This is the key thing. And this is what makes someone very powerful. Mm -hmm. Like if you know what someone else wants or needs. And you know it before they know it, that mm -hmm. something's coming up, whatever it is, for example, in your life. Then you have a very powerful tool at your hands. And Tywin did this throughout the whole show, pretty much. He always knew what was, what was going to happen. He was like, this is another part of his frame. He was never surprised by anything that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing could really surprise him. He, he just knew what was going on and how people would react. And now this is obviously for real life. Mm -hmm. application here not easy to learn this is a skill you can learn like how people operate is pretty much psychology and you can read it up and yeah, study it it's not easy and will take a while but this is truly psychology is one of the most powerful yeah tools or traits you can develop mm -hmm. or understanding it rather humans because everything you do it's also in, in my business right or in any business you really do everything you do always has to deal with people You always mm. need to deal with other people. And if they, if they want to buy from you, if you sell them services or if you need to work to work together with them, there's always people, right? So you need to understand how other people operate. Yeah. And this is the key that Tywin definitely fully and completely understood. And especially in a world like Westeros where everyone is, yeah, focused on this very uncomfortable chair. Mm. landing. <laughs> Um, yeah, he just, yeah, it's pretty much power. Everyone's looking for power, and he understood how the power games work. And this is one of the many traits that made him hmm. so powerful, I think. What is your personal favorite trait of his? I would, I would actually say not even his whole psychology, but if you pay attention to his hair, his face, his tone of voice, his posture, and all that. It makes it makes him look like a true old wise lion, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you can uh, when when it comes to like stealing traits, just just look uh, look up clips of this character and like imitate his body language. This is uh, it's already so intimidating the way he looks at people, the way he he tilts his head down slightly, and all that. It's it's always something that he 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 owns every scene he's in for a reason and, and i'd say like body language as a whole uh, is a is a it's a great deal of that definitely. yes great great thing you mentioned this because i actually watched a youtube clip once i don't mm. know if you can plug that channel i think so charisma on command is the channel yes 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 and they did a body language like a, yeah clip on mm. tyvin and this was very great Things you don't notice like consciously when you watch the, the show, mm. but seeing it in this clip or then rewatching it, for example, like all the scenes with him, 
you just see how I'm also surprised the the showrunners took so much effort into making this properly. Yeah. That he has this body language and he as you said always completely controls the room and where he is. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he is, he is the center of attention. And everyone is like almost afraid of him, mm-hmm. which is also because he obviously did things that made people afraid of him, but this is part of the power, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also yeah, that he's just able to to draw all the attention at all times and everyone is completely focused on him. And this is part of his body language. Yeah? He's almost, yeah, if you talk to him, I guess you would be very intimidated pretty much by him because you just know how powerful he is. This yeah. comes from that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what's, uh, of course, a little bit, it's like part of the magic of Charles Dance, the, the, the actor who plays Tywin. Of course, it's like his, I'd say it's talent to a certain degree, but... Yeah, if if this was like the direction he was giving, uh, props to the showrunners, definitely. So Absolutely. it's uh, yeah, it's just like he's he's this he's just this ultimate patriarch in the series. He's this perfect example of of I'd say masculinity. Yeah, Tywin's Ty- actions are like uh, they're completely motivated by you know protecting his house, his his family name, and for the generations to come. He's this <laughs> insanely rich lord type of person, the type of character who does everything that comes to uh, he does everything to come to power and to to stay in power. That's like his only motivation. And yes. yeah, patriarch is a is a great word you used there. He's pretty much like the Godfather, right? In the Godfather uh, movie. Yeah, you could you could definitely say. Oh, don't don't even make us rank the characters in Godfather, man. Oh nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's it's yeah, great great comparison there because yes, yes, people will obviously say it because being the Lannisters and what they did, he is evil to some degree or bad. I don't mm. know. And of course he is, but the reason he is is because he is in yeah, in charge of his family and his mm-hmm. house and the name of it and he's using all the tools he has and the tools the world offers to make it stay that way and mm-hmm. i personally think that any sort of man who runs a family or has a family maybe even a, a business or like a family business i don't know he now i don't obviously tell you to start boss or something but you definitely need to use all the tools you have even if people don't like it mm-hmm. and especially if people from other families don't like it these are not your issue you need to take care of your own family right yeah. this is what makes you a patriarch yeah and Tywin completely understands it. this is also something that Ned Stark has done wrong many times mm-hmm. because he was always looking for other families and how to fix them and neglecting his own family in the process and this is what Tywin did completely right that he mm-hmm. focused solely on his house and how to stay in power and keep everyone alive. Yeah. As much as he could, obviously, <laughs> because it's Westeros, right? Obviously. So, yeah, he's truly the, the true patriarch. And this is what I think is, in my opinion, at least, what makes a real masculine man, especially when mm-hmm. he ages and has his own family. So you're mentioning Ned Stark uh, briefly, and we talked about him the last week. Where would you like rank him if... If Tywin top tier level and then uh, Jamie is like A level, would you rank him like on, on Jamie's level above him or below him? Or, or, or was like your what would be like your take? Ned Stark is difficult in my opinion because mm. not only didn't we get like much to see of him, it's mm. just one season. Um, 
but also because he, generally he is a great man, you would say, hmm. and especially because he's yeah powerful as well. And but his virtues and his his sort of blindness to doing the quote unquote right things is also his his biggest weakness, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. difficult. Um, poor. It's 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 hard because uh, I, I keep thinking about the way you rank these characters. I would say Tywin level is someone who has like virtually no weakness at all, who does everything right. And I'd say uh, if we put Oberyn on on uh, S, you can actually put Oberyn there. I, I'm gonna put him there right now. And uh, yeah, and and the thing is, the way, the reason I put Oberyn below. Tywin, and and then my, maybe it makes sense then, is because Oberyn would probably be S plus, but he has like this one little weakness that fucks him up, and that's, you know, when when we had this this great fight uh, choreography scene, with uh, with the mountain. Yeah, I would say, I I don't know if it's like his ego got in the way. Or like, like it's it's always this premature celebration thing in in the in the movies. Every time someone like celebrates before before uh, before he killed the other person, it was like the villain's trait. But in that case, it was the hero who who messed it up and gave the the villain a little bit more time. It is it is hard for me. I, I would probably put Oberyn in S plus, but yeah, it's like. I actually difficult. agree with with S there. Yeah, um, yeah. Because as you mentioned, his weakness is definitely that. It may just have been this one scene. I don't. I can't even remember another scene yeah. where he fucked up because he didn't get that much screen time either. Yeah. But it's all we have from him, right? So mm. we gotta work with that. And yes, because if you compare them, compare him with Tywin, for example, mm. he never prematurely celebrates anything. He's very stoic. He's very stoic, yes. and, and and Oberyn kind of like uh, let uh, his emotions like took over in this one moment, you know. Yes, and this is also fine if you have already achieved things, then you can potentially do that, mm. right? But don't do it before you actually manage to achieve what yeah. you wanted to achieve. Yeah. And for Oberyn, this was a great thing he always wanted to achieve, like mm -hmm. getting revenge on the Lannisters, and because of him being, yeah, prematurely. So, so sure of himself that mm. he actually fucked it up in the end. So this is definitely a weakness because it killed him, obviously. Mm. And this is sort of what puts him below that. Yeah. And because I think this is important that whatever you do, don't celebrate early. <laughs> Only yeah. when you're done, right? I mean, it's yeah. important. It, it might not be your, your life on the line, like yeah. in Oberyn's case. But get things done first. And then reward yourself after. It's important that you reward yourself and you can celebrate. It's all good. And you should. But, yeah, don't do it too soon. Otherwise, uh, yeah, luck or bad luck or destiny or whatever mm. might intervene. And then <laughs> you're a fool because you celebrate it without even achieving anything there. Because I because I keep thinking about it. If it wasn't Oberyn who, who had the fight there. But for example, I don't know, Tywin. Of course he is like too old to do it, but if it was, I don't think Tywin would like raise his hands like, hey, see what I'm doing here? Like clap for me and all that. Like Tywin is like, uh, he, he doesn't need to feed his ego in that way. Yes. You know, that, that, yes. that, that's a little bit what makes him like a bad character. And that's a little bit what makes 
what makes Ned Stark even harder for me to rank now. Because he's obviously not S+, plus, but, I don't, but I don't know if he's like S or A. Because, you know, he has this stoicism around him. We have this great scene in the, in the first episode, actually, where he's like, quote-unquote, doing his duty. Where he's like beheading this one this one guy. I don't remember why it was. Uh, just like yeah, that's it's like my duty. So so he, so he definitely knows how the world works. He just has this like one again one little weakness there that he's like blinded by his virtues. He's not he's not able to like swallow his pride and he's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna bend the knee and all that, which he eventually does. But uh, yeah, a bit too yeah, late. Yeah, as that I, think, <clears throat> I agree totally with you there. But I think it's also yeah he he sort of denies reality. Virtually because he's yeah. been to wars with Robot, right? And he's seen all these things, so he knows how the world works. Yeah. But he keeps denying it and thinking that his virtues will save him there. And obviously, I'm not saying you shouldn't have any virtues. That's all mm. well and good. But, I mean, if your own life or life of your loved ones is at stake, then maybe it's not the right decision to stick to them that yeah. heavily. Yeah. Especially if you know, I mean, he's a grown man, right? And he sees that Joffrey very spot bread he knows him from very soon mm. right from very like <clears throat> yeah birth almost yeah. he knows that he's not a great king and he yeah. knows very well that this guy will do crazy stuff and he cannot really yeah. judge properly what he will do and then he still keeps pretty much offending him in that regard that i think is just stupid and yeah mm-hmm. so he is definitely blinded even though he is sort of stoic as well with his with mm. what he did in the beginning and he has these virtues which are great and he does everything he needs to himself but he has this big weakness of yeah denying reality pretty much can make me want to put him in a i gotta say i, I would say yeah, i was it, thinking it, yeah, a like, or b he like belongs definitely below oberin because yeah, sure. because the more we talk about him I, when i keep thinking about Ned stark i'd say he's a pretty intelligent character to be honest but the more we talk about him it's like okay maybe he wasn't that intelligent you know <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah it's I, I, I would put him in the same tier as, as jamie definitely yeah yeah put boromir in a <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh what, what would you say now it gets interesting actually like um robert baratheon the, uh, we, we talked about him last week, and, and and this is what would you say? Like first impulse, hard one. Mm, that's also a tough one. Yeah, mm. I'm currently thinking about what he did and how he did it. Mm. I actually think he's he's also quite high. I mean, he has another weakness like most of these guys had in Game of Thrones which is mm-hmm. uh, the wine right and yeah sort of forgetting about his duties mm-hmm. he actually he rules like a king to some degree like with delegating a lot of it especially mm-hmm. in the, the beginning where he is at Winterfell I think yeah and the scene with the, with the shadow wolves or whatever mm-hmm. they call it I don't remember he was really like acting like we're decisive. He's giving orders and making sure everyone like gets the same treatment pretty much. Mm. So I think this was quite great. But later, yeah, 
Um, it it goes down pretty heavily. <laughs> I kind of I kind of have the idea that uh, and this is something that makes okay it makes sense to a degree that he went to wars and he saw the brutality of the world and at the end of his life he's kind of trying to to escape reality you know with yes. uh, with women and wine and all that which kind of uh, I'm not saying it ruins his character from a character writing standpoint but it ruins his. Uh, patriarch masculinity whatever you want to call it uh, definitely so it's uh, I, I think it's hard for us to judge because we haven't been to war our whole life and maybe like after 40 50 years and like okay maybe i want to have a little bit of joy and how would you argue against that if we say okay we want to teach man or we're going to talk about masculinity with pleasure here on red smoke so how would you argue against that I actually think he was just too focused on himself, really, mm. because you just mentioned or used the word patriarch again. And I realized that while he was, at least in the beginning, a good king, mm. he definitely wasn't a good patriarch because he didn't really care much about his family or his house. Mm -hmm. He was really just focused on yeah, his own things. And he heard, for example, he heard about uh, Daenerys, right, the Targaryen, yeah. and his only thing suddenly was to get her killed, not really applying proper yeah, judgment of that, yeah. just just kill her and that's it. So I think he would have been much better if he still could have been to wars, right? Even though mm -hmm. it might virtually get him killed pretty soon. But he was too focused on his own pleasure, definitely, from the beginning, I think. So this is definitely a weakness because, yeah, this is really what men do these days, right? When they constantly only indulge in easy pleasures yeah, and don't really focus on, like, building or even growing an empire or protecting the family or growing building a family whatever it is they just don't have proper great goals and robert definitely doesn't have it now you could mm -hmm. say being king uh, especially in king's landing is already a great goal and there's nothing higher but i don't think so he could still do more mm. and but he just gave up on it maybe because he couldn't go to war anymore or something like that but yeah he he sort of gave up too soon i would say yeah it's uh, definitely someone i would put in like uh i was putting like in b or even c tier i don't know why yeah, i was but, thinking about yeah. c yeah he's yep. really because it's like it's not yeah you go first yes i think there's not much you can really take from him in my opinion because yeah. again we're thinking yeah. about practical advice right so the mm. only practical advice i could take from robert is in the beginning of the season or the show rather mm. when he is like being decisive and yeah, ruling and delegating, that's pretty much it. But other yeah. than that, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, it's it's something I would personally call the cardinal sin. If you know how reality works, but you kind of deny it. Because yes. obviously Robert knows how the, you know, how, how everything works in his world. But he actively denies it. And he even says to Ned... Well, you go rule my kingdom while I while I have fun and all that. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely this is another thing you just mentioned. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, again, no, no, no. It's great. <clears throat> yeah, you mentioned this because a true king never can completely stop ruling his kingdom, right? Yeah. Because even if you delegate the power, at least to some degree, from to Ned mm. in this yeah scene, even temporarily, it's still you who has all the responsibility. Yeah. Even if he does bad decisions it's the same with your family at home gentlemen if you're listening you are the patriarch and even if you delegate 
something to your wife temporarily, whatever it is. If she fucks up, it's still your fault and you need to That's accept right. this. This is your position. As they say, heavy lies the crown, right? Mm -hmm. That means if you have to crown, you have to take the responsibility and Robert definitely gives this up mm, too yeah. soon yeah. or even at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, um, yeah, kind of like avoiding responsibility and all that. Yes. I would put him in C tier. Would you agree? Yes. He's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's not that bad. It's like a, no. a cheering level, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely. But I, I actually like the, the profile picture with the, the wine in hand there. Yeah. That pretty much describes his whole character, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, I also like the, the picture of Tywin up there. It's a little bit what, what we talked about with the, uh, with the body language, exactly, like his yeah. posture. He yeah. fucking looks like a lion there, man. It's, it's crazy. Yes. <laughs> you just don't want to fuck with him. That's really definitely. I would say, I think we can get like uh, two. Do you, do we have an English the same the same word play with those two flies with like one? Um, oh, I forget it. Whatever. It's like this German. This is German word play. You know it, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I was thinking about the English term. Uh, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it two birds with one stone? I think I think it is. Right, yeah. Because when it comes to bad kings, the question is just, is he uh, with him or is he above him? Maybe in B tier. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Stannis again. Stannis is yes. also a king with a who starts off strong. A very similar character arc as um, <clears throat> Robert Baratheon, actually. Uh, starts off as a very, very strong character. Uh, but in yes. the end, he kind of fucks it up because he has like this huge weakness, uh, doesn't he? Yes, I would actually say he's... Similar to Robert, yes, mm. maybe above him. He also put him B tier, actually, yeah. Yeah, because he, in the beginning, is very, a very strong king as well, yes, as you said. But then he has a weakness, but mm. it's a different weakness. It's being blinded by his faith that yeah. gets yeah, put into him, pretty much. And then completely neglecting responsibility for all of this again, just blaming that sort of god yeah. and doing everything in yeah, this regard. But still... Um, no matter in what kind of God you believe, you still have the responsibility for your actions, right? It's mm. not like God was acting through you or some shit people tell themselves. <laughs> um, no, it's still your responsibility. Everything you do, yeah. every action you do is yours. And Stannis definitely avoided this responsibility a yeah. lot. I mean, I, I gotta say I'm pretty uh, biased because Stannis always has been like, one of my favorite characters in this whole show, like subjectively, of course. But still, I would uh, I'll put him somewhere between... Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything that makes him better than Robert Baratheon? Mm, I think actually, especially in the beginning, he has a stronger sort of body language, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first scenes of him. He, it was just another king you wouldn't fuck with, right? Yeah. And it's just portrayed by how he carries himself. Yeah. And it's actually also, again, a great profile picture they chose there where he just... I don't know at what... This, point this was mm -hmm. what is this taken from but the way he looks into the camera there is very intimidating very yeah, yeah yeah intimidating yeah. and powerful yeah i like that i would say it's b tier somewhere between uh ned stark and robert baratheon when it comes yeah, to kings yeah as i put him b yeah uh yeah okay next up, i think from from all the characters which uh someone i think uh, my first thought would be, okay, this is at Sheeran level, but it actually isn't. 
when it comes to Ramsey Bolton. It's Ooh. the it's the sixth one from the left on the, on the first line. Yes. Um, he's an interesting character. Again, from a character writing standpoint, absolutely top tier level. That was like one of the last true good uh, characters on the show before he got like unfortunately killed off. Uh, I would say, of course, we have this. I think he came on to the show as a substitute for. Uh, Joffrey Baratheon, like, okay, we need a new psychopath, some sort. Yes. But uh, the thing is, he's a little bit more intelligent than than Joffrey, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he is a bit older. I don't think very much, at least not uh, in the show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, if I remember, I think the books or in the books they were all much younger. But I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ramsay is definitely more intelligent because while he is truly an evil bastard, there's no other way to put that. True. He definitely knows again how the game works and how, especially, how to manipulate people and mm-hmm. get out of them what you want. The difference again here is, well, not difference, but what makes him similar to Joffrey is that he just truly enjoys being evil and doing evil things to other people. He just yeah. virtually enjoys it. You can you can just tell. Also, great acting again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you can just tell he just likes like torturing people. Yeah, genuinely enjoys it in, in that yes. moment. It's like getting it's off, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Almost getting off of it. It's yeah. a true pleasure for him. And uh, <laughs> this obviously is yeah, not something to look up to. Sure. But yeah, he's definitely more intelligent and he has a better understanding of the world. And yeah. I personally think that in true fashion of Westeros or Game of Thrones, he wouldn't have been killed like he did in the show. Yeah, I would love to see him a little bit longer. I mean, it it was satis- it was yeah, like I felt satisfaction when he was like uh, the way he killed. It was good. Yeah, it was it's very conclusive, and uh, like I said, season six is actually one of the strongest seasons there. Yes. But uh, he he played the game well. He knew yes, which absolutely. which which uh, buttons to push when it comes to Jon Snow. Jon Snow yeah. was like, it's like an open book. You can you can you actually know what's uh, yeah. The way he used yeah, he, his brother against exactly. him. Yes, he knew exactly what he mm. the, the buttons he needed to push. Yeah, you said that quite well. So no, but yeah, he, I think yeah. actually that he that sort of his death, yeah, was very satisfying to watch. Obviously, mm-hmm. with what uh, yeah, all the things he did. But I also think it was a little bit of fan service there, obviously, because people just wanted to see him dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like it's like it's like okay, this character has like no way he can he can survive, but but, but otherwise it's, it's just like Game of Thrones where you could, where you kill off the main character in season one. So <laughs> actually yeah. everything is actually everything is possible. So my first impulse would be okay, this is D level at max, but actually uh, because you're talking about like psychopathy and all that in your in your yes. own courses, is there like anything practical someone can with take? So like. Really, uh, stoically saying, from 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 his traits. Of course, we do not advocate this kind of behavior, but uh, this is, after all, a little bit of a dark show we do here on Red Smoke. So, is there anything like you would say? Okay, this is actually practical psychopathy. You can you can steal. Yes, I was going to say he definitely has psychopathic traits, which can be useful mm-hmm. if you know how. I mean, what he does, which is the basic of any psychopath, is he doesn't care about boundaries other people put on him, right? Yeah. 
or even boundaries that are virtually given by a society pretty much yeah and while game of thrones doesn't have many of those compared to like nowadays obviously mm-hmm. like laws is here the other word um breaching those is definitely a psychopathic trade and something you can take from him yes now obviously again we don't let okay to kill anyone of course not or even torturing them but breaching boundaries can also just mean um yeah, how do I put this in his case? Hmm. Because he just doesn't always care too much about what people think or how they feel. And while this may, may sound evil, it can actually be very helpful even for the people. For example, if we come back to the patriarchy thing, sometimes you will have to make decisions which are not good for the people involved. They think, which mm-hmm. means you, for example, you tell your daughter not to go out like a bitch pretty much yeah and dress like that now, obviously she doesn't like that and you will hurt her feelings this is sort of a boundary you are breaching you're hurting your own daughter's feelings right mm-hmm. but this is for her own good or the same if she brings home a boyfriend or future potential husband who is a fucking idiot and doesn't yeah. achieve anything then your duty as a true patriarch patriarch would be to end this thing and get her a proper man or wait yeah. until she brings a proper man now obviously you're breaching again a boundary, which is what Bolton does all the time in hurting people's feelings. Mm-hmm. But it is for the good of the person. They just don't know. Now, obviously, Bolton doesn't do many things for the good of the people. Yeah, It's pretty much for his own pleasure. But the breaching of boundaries is a psychopathic trait. You can, to some degree, use yourself. But with all of these traits, it's always not easy to apply them properly. Yeah, I'd say though the, the way he sometimes uh, uses people, it's like okay, pay attention. You might learn something from him, but of course he's like also raping and stuff like that. So I, I think the question is a little bit uh, C or D tier. Uh, what would you yes, say? I was actually thinking about C. Yeah, because because I, I would say he's too intelligent to put him in D. You know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so so, uh, so let's say let's put him in C. There, like uh, it would be fair. Welcome to the uh, Robert Baratheon club there, actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, 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 here comes the interesting one. Uh, what about Jon Snow? Because oh, that's... Good old Jon Snow. Yeah, it's like... Uh, be, because the, the way I like to see it, and we're going to talk about uh, Rob Stark later as well, they, they, I always like to compare them to their father. And would you say, like, Jon Snow is a better Ned Stark, or is he worse? Because that would automatically also say that uh, he's in a better tier on a worse tier. And uh, I would definitely say Jon Snow, not mentioning season 8, of course, is uh, definitely above the higher ranks there. Yes, absolutely. Um, huh, better than Snet. <laughs> That's difficult as well. Mm. Again. Personally just being completely subjective here mm-hmm. i never liked him that much to be honest mm-hmm. he, for me he was a bit too too much of the the good guys again who doesn't believe in how reality truly works he does understand it later a little bit especially mm-hmm. after um being in the night watch and seeing these things he sees yeah but again he's trying too much to be the good guy towards the end he understands a little bit better, obviously, mm. and doing the right things. But 
yeah, in the beginning, I didn't like him very much. I got to be honest. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that, you know, something that would like uh, make him grow a little bit as a character would be if he would be the one who like actually kills Ramsey. Yeah. Because because we have this great scene where we have this, this fantastic episode where we have this this I think it's called Battle of the Bastards, such a fitting yeah. uh, fitting title there, and it would be so nice if he would be the one who who actively kills him because every time he kills someone it's like in this honorable way I would say the way he did uh, the way he father uh, the way his father did it you know it's like okay that's like the his duty he has to do it yes but it was never. Pretty much like uh, something that makes him grow as a character. It's just like okay, I'm just gonna like, do my do my duty here in some way. It's it's hard because Jon Snow definitely starts to. Uh, I would say he builds his reputation, his character from a from a bastard to a literal like king, if you if you will. If if uh, it would be a good conclusion if he would like become the actual king. But um, yeah, up until season six and seven, pretty nice character transformation there. And the the question is: Is there something that we can practically take with us? Something that he does there. I think he, to some degree, he has a negative example you can use okay. for your real life. And I think he's virtually afraid, especially in the beginning. I kind of don't remember how it is later, but he's virtually afraid to play dirty. Yes. Even though it's yes. sometimes necessary, and I'm, I don't know if it's afraid, or if he's afraid, or if he's just like if his virtues are in his way, like with his father. Mm. Um, but definitely, you see, some people just play dirty, and that means they are ahead of you if you don't. Now, it doesn't mean you always like cheat or something, but mm. sometimes it is necessary, even if you are a good person. Because life just is that way, right? Especially yeah. in a Game of Thrones setting. So I think what we can definitely take from him is that always being the good guy and always only doing the good things is definitely not very helpful if you want to achieve anything. Mm. Sometimes you have to do the dirty work. It's just what it is. It's a little bit like, you know, that's actually what, again, I'm not uh, considering season seven and eight to it, but... That's what actually makes Arya a better character than John, I would say. Because, yes. you know, you, you've seen your father's death. You see what this whole clinging onto your virtues uh, leads to, you know. And then we have, like, this great transformation because Arya has been, like, actually one of my favorite characters, especially around, like, season four, where she does a completely turnaround from this shy little girl to an actual assassin there, right? It's like, it's like crazy. Yes. It's such a great character development there. And uh, yeah, she actually sees, like, no, guys, you, you've been playing nice for too long. You know, this is like, for me, this is like a bit the way it should be, you know? But John is yeah. just, John is just like a substitute for Ned Stark. There's no, he's, he doesn't really step out of the uh, of the of the shadow of his father i would definitely say he's not better or worse than ned stark he is uh kind of like the same yeah i was going to say it's pretty yeah. much the same tier because he does pretty much the same things and pretty much also yeah like acts the same way to some degree even mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that yeah. and yeah he's sort of the starks pretty much have this running through them they are these they are the good guys pretty much right 
Yeah, as long as there are good guys in the series, I would say that definitely is Starks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess this is why many people liked them. Yeah. Uh, personally, I didn't like them very much because of that. Not because I like <laughs> bad people or something yeah. like that. Because I just think that this always being good is just not very useful in the real world. Because mm -hmm. it just... Yeah, again, because the world is dark sometimes. And I think you should be a good person. And I try to be a good person as much as possible. But sometimes when you see things like John or even Ned see, then you have to realize that people are weird sometimes. And they are sometimes very evil. And in most cases, they only look after themselves. So mm -hmm. you've got to be prepared. And the Starks really were prepared, really. <laughs> mm, definitely. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, the question that would lead right after that is, uh, where would you put Rob Stark? I think that's a pretty fast one. Like, probably also as well as like, I'd say he's like worse than Ned and uh, John. I actually I think like, he's way worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, I put him like way down. Not like F or something, but I maybe you can correct me there, but I don't really know of anything we can take from him uh, as like a lesson. He's like he's like a little bit um he's like very dependent on his mother. Yes. On 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 Caitlin Caitlin Stark, who is a great character in this show, by the way. But um, yeah, he's a little bit overwhelmed, I would say, with the whole task of being the 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 new patriarch of the Stark family now, and he isn't really yeah he doesn't really know what he's doing there. I also it's... I also think he's just you know he he's trying to be. Ned Stark by yeah, yeah. fighting off bad people yeah. but he's also not living true to his own virtues by virtually ignoring um, yeah, the rules of the other houses by like marrying this girl or whatever the, the story was I kind of forgot about it yeah but he, yeah, yeah yeah but I think he offended the, the guy at the two towers what was his name <laughs> yeah I don't know whatever Walter Frey yeah yeah exactly yeah and which is pretty much what brings up the whole Red Wedding in the end, right? Yeah. And this is his own fault completely because he just ignored the rules with, uh, which were set because of his dick, pretty much. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, for example, a Tywin character, Tywin Lannister, would have done this differently. He would still have gotten what he wanted, but he wouldn't have told anyone about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have just played the concealment game there, mm -hmm. right? And would have just... Yeah, brought another girl, which is apparently her wife then, or married even that girl, whatever Frey wanted, I forgot mm -hmm. about it. But had his, whatever he wanted in the background, because he didn't need to like put this out at front. And Rob definitely fucked that up completely, So he because he was so focused on this yeah, girl. Definitely. Uh, the question is, is he is he at Sheeran level? No, I think he's D. Okay, I would, I would agree. It's not like uh, that bad. Yeah, he's not like a complete ass. Yeah. I mean, he has some, some good virtues and he does <laughs> work towards them. Yeah. And But still, he's, he's just weak in my opinion. Mm, definitely. Yeah, so... I'd say you get like a, like a few bonus points for, for having virtues and all that, but uh, yeah. Pretty bland character. Pretty forgettable also. So. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest, when you asked about him, yeah, I, I forgot about yeah. him being like uh, the, the Lord of yeah, Winterfell. I forgot about that. It's, 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 it, I think it's not a good thing if the first thing that comes to my mind is the way he's killed. 
you yes. know, with the whole red wedding. <laughs> you say Ropstock, I say Red Wedding, you know. That's the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind. Yeah, that's the thing. And from all those from all those Stark brothers, Bronn is definitely like F tier level. I, I don't know if we have to like talk about this because uh, we, we talked about Tyrion in the, in the last week. Uh, we pretty yes. interesting where we're going to rank him. But when it comes to Bronn, also someone who has, I would say, emasculated, you know, the same way that Tyrion. Tyrion is like a, it's like this uh, the, uh, because of his height. He's like a dwarf, and Jaime is losing his hand, and Bronn is losing his legs, you yes. know. And uh, apart from the whole supernatural three-eyed raven aspect. There's, there's like actually nothing to his character. I don't know what kind of person this this guy is. He was boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it was really just. Yeah. I didn't like the scenes with him at yeah. all. It was just like filler content. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard for me to rank him because there's like actually nothing. As pretty much makes him F tier. Just don't, just yeah, don't know what to do. Especially if we think about things again, we can take from him yeah. as sort of a lesson. Yeah, that just didn't happen no, enough. not at all. Or he didn't have enough like scenes yeah. where he could actually take something from. Mm. Uh, another great example where I think it's actually the only character where I would say had a good turnaround in season eight, and it was actually it's it's Theon Greyjoy. It's not Euron. It's it's Theon, the the guy who got his dick cut off. Oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually it's actually the only character I'd say oh, okay, he got a nice little arc there because I wouldn't I wouldn't say at all that he's a good character. He's always been like this this weak ass a very negative picture of him when I think of him. But yes, he has he has this very nice redeeming thing there in uh, season 8 episode 3 where he's like okay, I'm going to like uh, protect Bran for whatever reason I don't know why <laughs> but it's like oh, I'm yeah, gonna scene, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was kind of like a nice thing you know from this it's actually like the only character who got his proper way out ironic the only character who has like no dick yeah kind of weird but yeah. definitely he was probably the only one who did something actually good yeah in season eight yeah i mean what is there to say what we, we always say like okay what is uh what is a practical advice we can we take from here is there, <laughs> is there like anything or i don't know i don't have a dick cut off uh, <laughs> yes it's, it's a it's it's a tough <laughs> one it's it's there's there's not really much to say i know i'd like yeah. kind of i can like skip him so, you know, yeah say. Uh, two very interesting characters. I would, I would again two birds with one stone. I hope we got the the, the German. The Germans got this this whole thing here, right? Uh, I would say is uh, Littlefinger and Varys. Again, yes. someone with 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 no dick, but yeah, um, Littlefinger and Varys both are characters I would call in uh, like one sentence, they kind of like belong to each other. Both of them have like this. What, what, is, what is like your take when you think of them? Yeah, we talked about this briefly before, right? Um, mm. But not very, very deep. Uh, but I definitely think they rank actually quite high again mm -hmm. because they definitely understand the game mm -hmm. to, a, to a degree most actually don't in Game of Thrones. And while they also have their own issues, absolutely, but generally I think they played it quite well. 
and they were sort of they were they were sort of detached at least in most cases Littlefinger has some sort of issues later with his detachment uh, with his attachment uh, yes, yes but yeah but generally both were pretty detached from other people throughout the whole thing uh, mm -hmm. I mean Littlefinger running this brothel and Varys yeah just being this guy with the with the knowledge pretty much mm -hmm. about everyone they were sort of above this whole thing right they were just looking at it from a bird's eye view and playing playing with it like a game yeah like i'll consider them like gray characters like it's like a, yes. they, they have like this gray color they are not they do whatever is like uh is necessary to do in this moment but they have like no virtue so anything i would say maybe Varus who might have this uh, altruistic motives. He's like, okay, I actually want someone on the throne who is... I kind of don't buy it in the end. It just doesn't make sense to his character. Yeah, I was going to say, in the end, this made no sense to me. Because, said because we have this in the first season where he's like uh, talking to Ned Stark. And he's like, no, I'm not, not going to help you. It's like, I, I don't remember the dialogue exactly, but... Uh, yeah, Var is... Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he was actually completely... Like, not on any side, pretty much. And mm -hmm. this is what made him so successful and kept him alive there, because he didn't take sides. Yeah. Although I personally think it's not always good to not take sides, but in, in, in his like profession, it was very helpful, because then he didn't get killed. He was just, uh, mm. yeah, he was just bringing messages and knowledge. This was all he did. But in the end, then he suddenly, pretty much suddenly changed completely. And mm -hmm. suddenly took a side out of nothing, I think. And this <laughs> yeah. is again what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But generally they both work from yeah, great characters. It's a great, great way to yeah. put it, yeah. Uh th that's a bit of question again. If we can take something practically from it, it's 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 actually a nice metaphor it had. Both of those characters, uh, Littlefinger and Varus, kinda of like they, they they kept themselves alive for a long time. But I'm always like, okay, not choosing a side will keep you alive for a long time. But what is there in the end, actually? You know? Yes. That's a little bit like... Because, again, I'm biased because I would say Littlefinger is actually my favorite character in this whole show. But, like, from a, from practical advice, what what good is there to to be this good manipulator if you don't actually have a side, if you don't actually have picked a side before, you know? This is why I added this footnote when I was just talking about that. Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's better to pick a side, and it would actually, personally, I think it's generally better to pick a side, mm -hmm. even though it might obviously get you into trouble. And as I just mentioned, they were watching this whole thing from above and were virtually like Teflon, pretty much untouchable, and nothing yeah. stuck to them throughout the whole yeah, series. But this also meant they didn't have anything for them, right? Both yeah. of them didn't have any relationships to speak of. They had nobody, they had no no family, no real, they couldn't become patriarchs. They had no how house they belonged to, like nothing. Mm -hmm. While they were alive, sort of survived all the time. It wasn't really a life worth living, I would say, in my mm -hmm. personal opinion. So, yeah, what you can take from them, though, is that even though it keeps you alive to not be yeah, indulged with anyone mm -hmm. in any case, it's not really a life worth living. I think you're, you have a much more exciting life if you choose a side and fully stick with it, in my yeah. opinion. 
but that's very subjective. Sure, I, I, I would totally agree with you because that's actually something that I like about Arya's character and what makes her probably the best character in season four, that she has like this goal in mind that she is bound to her family. She was raised like with those virtues, but she's able to like turn it off, you know? Yes. It's like turn it off when it, when it's necessary to and become this perfect assassin, but she still has like something in mind. She still has like this, this master plan is this virtues. She, she's doing it for the, for the greater good, if you will. And I'd say Varys and Littlefinger are both like uh, opportunists. They're just yes. like, okay, uh, I just want to have like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's interesting when you when it comes to the to the motivation of both. They kind of like want to to get as high as possible. It's really mm, where where would you where would you rank them? I'd say we can rank them both in the same tier. Just it's just a question where. Um, well, that's tough again. I mean, we, we talked about understanding dark reality uh, is a is a major ranking factor. Well, when it comes to that, I think they are the best players. Yes, but also what plays into it is like enjoying life, right? And the masculinity with pleasure. And mm -hmm. there, I think they are lacking pretty much because they cannot really enjoy it that much, even though, of course, sometimes they have their fun, Yeah, I guess. Sure. But yeah, it's tough. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I was thinking about A or B, or is that too high? No, no. I was actually also thinking about A. It's um, yeah, like uh, like we said last time. It's it's show is called Game of Thrones, and both of them like played the game, and uh, it's yes. a little bit like a metaphor for life, like with chess. And they kind of like saw life as a chess game, so so yes. actually they actually did something right there. Uh, I actually put them in A tier. I wouldn't say yes. I wouldn't say they are like uh, yeah. Like when it comes to intelligence, nothing beats those two. It's actually for me a decision between A and S, not between A and B. To be honest. Yeah, I was yeah. also thinking about S in the beginning. Uh, uh -huh. yeah. Or oh, when I said A and B, I was thinking, all right, but who is in S? Except for Oberyn. Yeah. I think there must be someone else who is in the S tier. I'd say it's actually like yeah, Littlefinger. Yeah, I guess Littlefinger yeah. might be in there, yeah. yeah. I put Littlefinger in S and I would put Varys in A. Yes. Let's because of my personal bias, because I just like this character. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So so another another character which comes off to me as like an opportunist like Braun. Oh yeah. If you, if, you, if you remember him. It's also like I would say he's definitely a little bit below those two, but he's the essentially the same type of character. He doesn't believe in anything. He just like yeah, obeys to the highest bidder or like tries to stay alive as good as possible if you will. He doesn't really have like yeah. You have this teased friendship between him and Jamie where it kind of gets dropped there. So it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, he is uh, yeah opportunist and also a survivalist. If that is even a word, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, he he just knows how to to yeah survive and navigate life. Mm -hmm. But it's not that he will ever achieve true greatness, like something even king level. I know he he becomes a lord in the end, I think, because he's given this house or something. Yeah, I don't quite remember. But still, um, he he's mostly, in my opinion, just trying to to get through there. Yeah. Although he pretty much enjoys it, he's also very, very aloof. You could say he just mm -hmm. 
yeah, he, he's, he enjoys his, his life and how it unfolds, even though he's not like a king or something. Almost yeah. laughing at how other people are fighting for this throne all the time. So he's definitely not, not a bad character, especially also not from a like, masculinity standpoint, because he understands what is necessary, what has to be done, and how he gets what he wants to some degree, but obviously mm -hmm. he doesn't just doesn't have the means to get everything he wants. Yeah, would you, would you say he has like he's a free character to do whatever he wants to do? Because as to me, he always came off as like this type of character who's uh, dependent on someone else. Like I'm the I'm the servant of someone else, you know. So like I, yeah, I, I, I keep having the feeling that he's not his own boss. You know, if I know what I'm saying. Yes, isn't this like his whole? His whole shtick throughout the whole series, pretty much. He's always the, yeah. the servant to someone. Because that would actually make him like A tier, but the more I think about it, it actually makes him like a B tier, I would say. It's... Yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah, because, because there's something that makes him worse than uh, Littlefinger and Varys. Because I have the feeling when it comes to Littlefinger and Varys, they do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know, this yeah, is exactly what they want. They sacrifice family and, and their personal life for for just everything and Braun is like well I'm still like a slave to the queen and all that so yeah, yeah. trying to survive he's not really well, yeah, like right. independent he's you know queen, yeah. hmm. I just saw there are also the shadow wolves as characters on this list <laughs> yeah, it's, which is, it's gonna be pretty interesting there. <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting yeah from a character yeah also, also also like the fucking night king man this is, this is gonna be an interesting yeah. one so, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm gonna put, gonna put Braun there and then and B list yes um, now, this is gonna be tricky a bit, but but when it comes to Tyrion, where where do we put him? Where do we put him there in the, in the whole list? Well, I am very biased, so uh, yeah. that's, you're gonna you're gonna stop me there, <laughs> <laughs> because he's definitely one of my absolute favorite characters Same, in the yeah. whole show, and not just because of the great trial scene, which is just so fantastic. I was, I was re-watching it last week because you, you were mentioning it. Like, oh, so maybe it's time to re-watch it. And... <laughs> I gotta do this as well. I'm just gonna open YouTube. Oh, yeah. Such a great scene. Yeah. Um, Tyrion is also difficult. I mean, he in the beginning, I wouldn't rank him too high because as I said mm. last time, he's too much indulging in pleasure, much like Robert Baratheon in the mm. beginning because he just, yeah, he was born a Lannister and a rich house and Pretty much, uh, almost like a a spoiled rich kid, even though he has, he's very intelligent, so he knows how the game works. But in the beginning, he's not really doing anything with mm -hmm. this sort of gift, if you want to call it. Yeah. But he has a great transformation throughout the whole show, and in the end, he becomes a, a very great man, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and because of what he does, and especially in the end when he. Yeah, has the balls to, I mean, it was in episode eight, episode eight, season eight, mm -hmm. which we don't like. But this was actually another scene I did like um, when after Khaleesi slaughtered this whole city, he pretty much quits his job mm -hmm. right after mm -hmm. that in her face, pretty much. Yeah. I like that because this is quite ballsy because because he she could have just killed him right there. Mm -hmm. But he truly didn't want to work for such an yeah crazy person so yeah he definitely discovered his own virtues what he wants from life what he wants mm -hmm. to achieve and that he is 
after he overcame his own issues where he was constantly drunk and not really doing anything he was then looking outwards and this is what i liked about him he fixed himself overcame his own issues and then yeah. he was out helping other men and other people pretty much so yeah i, I like that i think when it comes to practical advice this is pretty much the the absolute go-to Yes. Uh, tutorial if you will you know yes. it's like uh, look how much they took from him like like uh, pretty much emasculated with being like a literal dwarf and all that but yes. he absolutely kind of like made up to that with his wit and with his charisma and with his uh, intelligence and all that uh, pretty much yeah it's not really much you can you can do if you're not like not an intelligent person what is that you can do but I think, uh, I think that's a little bit like if you say that. So, oh, I'm not intelligent, you know. Sometimes it's like a stupid thing to say, because I don't think intelligence alone makes you witty. Yeah, I think I think a lot of what Tyrion did there was okay. I am this character now, so so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come across better, or just you know. So, yeah, again, so, I think I think he is like a self self-taught no especially being rejected by his father and all that he's like okay i'm gonna have to learn it on my own now i'm gonna have to be gonna have to survive somehow you know yes i was going to say he's um, i don't think you need to be very intelligent to be good with people mm. and he definitely understands people and the dark world again he like he has a complete understanding of this which is again another great ranking factor right yeah and he knows how people operate and how to get from them what you want or at least give them what they want so they give you something in return usually this is how he do, does mm -hmm. it and yeah he's also from the beginning he has this issue with his father right uh, who really doesn't like him and he's constantly on trial as he says for being a dwarf so he does have it pretty harsh right mm -hmm. and if you compare it to most men these days who complain about mean tweets on twitter if you think about it, this guy has some really, really, really some shit he has to deal with. And yeah. he still becomes the hand of the king, or many kings, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it was, wasn't he like for two or three kings, the hand? I don't even know. Yeah. Or the queen. And so he still managed to become great after he overcame his own issues. So mm -hmm. as you said, a great tutorial for most men. Yeah. Watch at how Tyrion works through his own life and what happens to him and mm -hmm. how he deals with all these issues. And how he becomes a great man in the end. So this, I think, makes him a great character because he has this, I think, like textbook development most men need these yes. days. Yes. That's pretty much what Tyrion does. Um, overcoming his own issues, his own demons, and mm. then becoming a great man in the end because of it. And this is truly something I, I really enjoyed about this character. Yeah, because, uh, like I said, I don't want us to be like Red Smoke and... Uh this channel is like okay be intelligent like Tyrion. you know this is yeah. like this is like our piece of advice but if you think your life is hard like like check this guy out you know yeah and then and then come back to me and, and tell me about how how hard your life is yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's not just like he's on on trial for being a dwarf all the time mm. it's also in his father is not just mean to him he virtually takes the woman he loves from him right yes yes and um, he marries him to a to Sansa, right? In the beginning, which he yes, doesn't really yes, like. Yes. And he's constantly getting shit pretty much from, from his father and everyone around him. 
but he still proceeds right and comes better out mm. in the end so would you yeah. say would you say he's tywin level no 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 uh, would you say it's so. it's uh, oberon level I am personally biased as I am. I would put him in S. Yes, I'll put him in S as well. Let's just put him in there. It's it's hard for me to put him somewhere else because when it comes it's hard to... for me to be to put anyone at S plus. If I'm being honest, uh, there's one there's one person I would put in S plus. Oh really? Uh, it would be Olena Tyrell. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I would put her so much in S plus. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it's a. We talked so much about the men in Game of Thrones. Let's it's, it's talk a little bit about, about, about the women. and uh, Yeah. I would say, regardless of the gender, Olena Tyrell is... Uh, yeah, of course, he, she's like savage. And again, I'm a little bit biased because she's like such a, such a good written character. And always... Uh, it's the same thing as with Tywin. When she's in a scene, she completely owns it. Yeah. That's a little bit like like uh, what's the magic behind that? You know, so it also has to do a little bit with frame. And yeah, yes, I agree. And yeah, I was actually going to say uh, it doesn't really matter what gender she, she is here. She just knows how to to operate a frame. Yeah. And ov obviously, I would call this a masculine trait, but yeah, she's not like very feminine. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, 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 but. No, no, no. As an as an older woman, see, she's sort of becomes the kind of oracle. You know, this is a term I've heard recently. Uh, yeah. But older women, which are powerful, they are usually called the oracle. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because she knows how to play this game. She knows how to operate with people. Yeah. And she's not very interested in any sort of like pleasures for herself. She just likes to yeah to get power and use it. And this is pretty much what Tywin does as well, right? Um, being another gender doesn't really matter here. She just knows how to play this game. And the exchanges with Tywin are definitely oh, yeah. at the same level, which is also why she belongs in the same level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's like she's like the exact counterpart to Tywin, just like the other gender. You know, she yes. she's, I would, I would say she's like the perfect, uh, oh, I would say, she was the name of it. Yeah, and yeah, I would say she's she's a she's like a female patriarch. If there is something like that, I'm not sure if there exists something. If there's a word that's exists. called a matriarchy. Mm. A matriarchy. Mm. Yeah. I would say she is then, because, uh, like you said, she's like a little bit behind. Um, you know, like trying to get power. That's like her main uh, goal. But it's especially power for her own family, for her house, which is Tyrell, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I would definitely put her in in S plus tier. This is like uh, there's there's like nothing she does wrong, <laughs> nothing. Yes, absolutely. She knows till the very end how to play this game. Yeah, and she has people under control, especially also the scene with these the sand girls. Yeah, very great. <laughs> um, yeah, and as you said, wherever she is, she just completely owns mm -hmm. that place, and everyone is. Yeah, very respectful or even yeah, intimidated, afraid, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And pretty much the same as Tywin, so yeah, she definitely belongs up there. So it comes to my mind is of course her is it her daughter or her niece? I don't know. When it comes to Marjorie Tyrell, I think it's her name, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna point it on the on the mouse if you, if you don't know. Uh she's I also think she's called Marjorie. Yeah. She's also like this uh I'll call her like a character a little bit like Littlefinger, a very yes. manipulative type of person who a very opportunist and all that. 
what is like your your take on her? She was also like a killed in the in the Vatican thing there they were yeah <laughs> this pope person there <laughs> i would call her the, the kind of succubus woman mm. tile type because she she knows how to use her i mean she's very beautiful and mm. uh, yeah i i enjoyed watching her to put it that way yeah <laughs> but um yes yeah, she she knows how to use that Mm-hmm. being a woman and being a beautiful woman she knows how to use it especially controlling weaker men like that other king from king's landing uh, i forgot his name later yeah what was the name of it i don't know like uh, one of those sons from from cersei i, yes. I don't i don't remember it's like such a weak character. i just know uh, the scene from king's landing because he kills himself yeah right after the explosion he jumps out yeah, of the right. window right so that's king's landing right? mm. i remember that Probably. but anyway um yeah, she she's definitely an opportunist type because she keeps keeps being thrown into the situations where everything is suddenly different right. because everything is changing all the time for her. But she just knows how to yeah to pretty much still survive or even thrive to some degree in a new situation. Mm-hmm. But she also definitely knows how to get from people what she wants, and especially mm-hmm. in a yeah in a world like Westeros and well which is mostly ruled by men she knows how to get from men obviously what she wants by using her body and she does this quite well actually um yeah so so i think she's actually quite a strong character but personally i don't really know what we can take from her as like practical advice like like i i take it that most uh most listeners are like men you know yeah so so that's a bit of a question because she's obviously using like her looks that's a little bit what what makes me put olena in s plus because she doesn't have that anymore she actually uses her manipulative tactics like with words and wit and all that and she has like this whole master plan so yeah when it comes to marjorie it's it's pretty hard for her to rank her to be honest because when it comes to practical advice I would say I would say from a character standpoint, from intelligence wise and stuff, she's she's on on Littlefinger's level there. Pretty sharp, pretty sharp mind and all that, you know. Yes, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. she's definitely. Yeah, if we if we ignore the gender and how she does it for a second, yeah. just thinking about yeah uh, how she applies her knowledge and her mm-hmm. wisdom pretty much and what she gets out of life, also understanding reality. Mm-hmm. Um, however I w- however i would say that she also doesn't know how to enjoy life because i always had the feeling that she's like she has to do it you know it's like yeah, it's it's what true. being uh, expected from her you know yeah that's why i would actually put her a tier below that yeah i would put her in like uh like i said it's not like official or anything or the, nothing here is official but i put her like in varus and john yes and it's just like yeah she doesn't really yes. grow at all so yeah because she, great point you mentioned there, she definitely has the issue that even though she understands how it works and how to use people, she doesn't really enjoy that life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think throughout the whole yeah, show she ever was very joyful with her position where she found mm-hmm. herself. So I, I, I keep seeing the, the, the picture that comes first down there and we, we got to say about Cersei and I want to rank her. Uh, it doesn't matter if she's a woman or a man. It doesn't matter. You know, because when I think of Cersei, there's this one word that comes to my mind, and it is, uh, I, w- I would say she's actually hyper-masculine. Uh, 
Yes. More more than many uh, more than any other male character in the series. Like <laughs> like she's she's the only character who actually allows and like organizes uh, rape <laughs> and torture of another woman. You know, she she yes. she loses <laughs> she loses all of her kids but she doesn't grieve. You know, she she and actually she sees this as an opportunity to to seize power. It's just, yeah, this she, is yeah. She's like the most stoic character in the whole. Almost. I, I wouldn't say stoic. She kind of she sometimes loses. Actually, the only time she loses is with Tywin. That's funny. Oh yeah, right. Tywin is like the only one who yeah. who owns her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she has this incestuous relationship with her brother Jamie, and she despises her younger brother Tyrion as dwarf. And uh, actually, she has this nice arc at the end of season six. She takes revenge of every uh, on everyone that stood in her way. The, she's a character that never hesitates to kill. She's like addicted to power. I would say, openly favors violence. A ruthless, ruthless, terrifying killer. Definitely. Absolutely, she's definitely a terrifying character. Yeah. Because she. You know, it's like a perfect trade. She knows no boundaries. She does whatever yeah. is necessary, no matter the cost. She just just doesn't care, and or rather, she only cares about yeah family pretty much mm -hmm. and what she wants to achieve. I think actually she is the perfect matriarch, if you want to call it that, because yeah. she really only cares about herself and her power and her children, even though she fails at it, mm -hmm. like. Massively, but still, this is the only thing she really cares about. Everything else doesn't bother her in any regard. Yeah. So, yeah, there's actually this quote uh, from season six, episode ten. Uh, got it from a script because I really like this so much. When when she's talking to this to this non type of character, Septa Unella character, and Cersei yeah. straight up says, "I drink because it feels good. I killed my husband because it felt good." I fuck my brother because it feels good to feel him inside me. I lie about fucking my brother because it feels good to keep our son safe. Uh, I killed your high sparrow and all his little sparrows and <laughs> all those filthy soldiers because it felt good to watch them burn and all stuff. It's like this <laughs> is straight up savage, man. But uh, I kind of can't help but like her, you know, for just being herself. This is like this is like uh, not a not a character who puts on a mask. She does what yeah. she wants, but this is such a great piece of dialogue because it just shows what what kind of character she is. She, yeah, no rules, no rules at all. Straight up uh, psychopathy there. Absolutely, she's a straight up psychopath, and however, she is, I think, completely ruled by her emotions, which are rooted in yes, what she yes. wants to do. In this case, like, yeah, enjoying all these things, as she says, she mm -hmm. enjoys all of it, so she does it. No questions asked if it makes sense or not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is, I think, not a very good thing you can take practical advice from, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely don't act on your emotions all the time just because yeah. you feel like doing something. Um, so Cersei so is not something to mimic there. But one thing we can take from her, I think, is the at least to some degree, being completely unapologetic about what you do and yeah. how you do it. Um, now, again, I talked about concealment a lot. You don't need to openly say anything you do, but she even says it herself. She lies about where her sons are from or who's the father. But generally, completely being unapologetic, pretty much like Oberyn, right? Um, in whatever you, you do, what you like, 
how you do it this is completely up to you and nobody has anything to say about it this is truly a, a trade you can yeah you can mimic because it's it's true whatever yeah. you do is up to you and nobody has anything to say about that pretty hard for me to rank her because i would say she's like uh, a character like uh, ramsey bolton because yeah. i'm thinking about a straight up psychopath but say she's probably b tier probably a little bit above him yeah, absolutely. He's I definitely above. Because she, be, she's be, definitely above. Yeah, because be, because you you said that she's not ruled by her emotions, but I would say. Yeah, I would say she displays more intelligence than Ramsey when it comes to well, a psychopath. I'm, this came off wrong because I said she is ruled by her emotions most of the time, mm -hmm. but she also knows how to, um, yeah, to turn them off at some. Let's say crossroads. Yeah. But. Everything she does is really because she likes it, right? Or enjoys mm -hmm. it. And this is not very very helpful in most cases. Yeah. So definitely. being a bit more analytical is usually helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the again, I would say there are like uh, always like two polar opposites. Like we have Taiwan and we have Olena, like both uh mirror each other pretty well. And when it comes to Cersei, the other hyper-masculine character is, of course, uh, Daenerys or Khaleesi, if you will. Again, I would say yes. an example of hyper-masculinity. She's, like, ultra-dominant and uh, selfish. Uh, she's, like, zero-tolerant, you know? Yes. Uh, despite her biological female body, she displays more masculine char characteristics than, than fema uh, female traits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I think she has this issue that she is a bit blinded by what she wants to do. I mean, she's very young in, uh -huh. the, in the show, becomes queen at a very young age. Yeah. Especially when, I think it was in Marine, the slave city. Uh -huh. And every one of her, like Varys, for example, or even Tyrion, I think, told her to not do this and that. And she still does it because she thinks this is the right way. Yeah. So she, in my opinion, is a bit, yeah, she, it's almost ideological how she operates. She doesn't see reality how it truly is in most cases. She, she, mm. she sees it how she wants to see it, but that's not very helpful. And yeah, she is very hyper-masculine, so to speak, because she just goes her own way no matter what, mm -hmm. even though her closest, yeah, the closest people around her telling her differently she still does it her way but yeah i don't know this is not always good <laughs> yeah it's it's like also interesting how she she had this master plan from the beginning kind of you know in the first season she she actively uses her her sexuality and all that uh, as a risk to getting raped in in order to to rise up you know yeah and that's a little bit the the question of that's a little bit the question of practical advice. Of course, if I say this now, people are going to laugh. So what kind of practical advice is that? Like, like getting raped myself or what? But yeah, what, what, I, what I mean is, would you say it's okay to a certain degree to humiliate yourself to, to rise later? And where would you like draw the line? Because she's like, obviously, okay, I'm going to do anything. There's like nothing in this world I'm not going to do to to become queen i let myself get raped and all that would you say that's practical advice or not because i genuinely don't know um i wouldn't say that this is very useful for men in my opinion because 
of one thing. The past will always hunt you to some degree. Hmm. And if you become king or whatever you want to become, um, whatever you did in the past, unless you are very good at concealing it, mm-hmm. it will at some point probably surface. And a king who has humiliated himself that much to get this position, which is really what she did, yeah. I don't think is very well respected. Now, mm-hmm. in her case, this was obviously different because n- nobody really know about her and what she did because the whole Drogo clan pretty much died, right? Yeah. I think. don't quite remember it. But um, so nobody really know what she did. So this kind of worked in that regard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this is really useful. I also would like actually see her as an intelligent character, like in opposite yeah. to like Marjorie or Cersei, and of course Olena. She's pretty. Um, yeah, I'd say this is driven by emotions, but there's not really much intelligence to her. And not not a good character at all, I would say. And I actually, of course, yeah, absolutely not. And I think she definitely, um, <laughs> she again, pretty much like Joffrey, had too much power for her, um, for the way she was grown, mm-hmm. and especially for, yeah, how much quote unquote she matured. Because I don't think she did mature very much. Yeah. Even if we ignore the later, uh, yeah, infamous season eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think she made a huge of childish, childish mistakes throughout the whole series. And yeah, I think she didn't yeah, mature a lot. So I, I, I just don't see anything we can really take from her, in my opinion. Is she D tier or F tier? What would you say? It's either either one of those two, because just, there's not really much to take from there. Personally, I would actually put her in F. Uh, to me too. Me too. It's, uh, I, I'm probably biased because of season eight and how they like. Uh, Maybe yeah. Ironically raped her character development, but yeah. Um, that was very ironic. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, that's just. I'm I'm trying to think of a scene where she actually. Where you where you can where you can say yeah where you know? can where you can say that's practical advice or something you know but. Yeah. It's just like okay, or I did it in that moment some, because some, yeah. You know, even just some sort of mature way of acting in this mm, regard. Mm. But there's nothing. She always acted mostly from her emotions and her ideology or her beliefs yeah. without even thinking about what could happen. There was, I don't even think at some point she ever did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty weak character. Yeah, I, I'm going to put an F. It's, uh, yeah, I just, don't, I just can't think of anything else. Yeah. We're running out of characters we can talk about. Actually, there's there's one uh, one or two characters we can still talk about. Of course, there's uh, the character of Arya. We 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 teased you earlier about her. So, um, yes. what is it? Was like your personal take on her? Again, ignoring this uh, this catastrophe of season eight. I would just say <laughs> up, up until there, maybe maybe even season seven, where she's like the the one who kills Littlefinger. What's, what's like your your whole take on her character? Well, she has a, also a very huge and um, great character development throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, she changes a lot, right? And I actually truly enjoyed the scene when she kills Walter Frey. Oh, yeah. By <laughs> giving him the cake. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was really great. And yeah, but for her, she was... In the beginning, she was this... She wasn't ever this like kind of stupid little girl she mm-hmm. always was a bit tough even as a, as a little girl 
and even her father Ned Stark I think said this once I don't quite remember it but she she did well mm-hmm. from the beginning um yeah but I don't know if you can take anything from her there what do you think she's one of your favorites okay? yeah yeah it's the I mentioned it before is this you know she there's this breaking point for a character when she's like in in uh, Clegane's arms and he's like don't don't look at it while Ned Stark is beheaded and i think oh, that's yeah. i think that's the moment where it clicked for her and she's like okay i'm going to th- th- there's just one problem i think we we talk a lot about like pleasure in life and all that and i think her whole motivation is built around revenge yes right because yeah because that's that's what doesn't didn't make sense like make her kill the night king like why but anyways uh, yeah, her whole motivation was based around revenge, and there was not much more to it. She became a very bland character, which in the meantime was pretty nice, because she had this... I, I like that on this list, she is next to Clegane, actually, if, if you see yeah, it. And they have, this, funny, yeah. they, have this, they have this great dynamic in, I think again, in season three or four, where they have, like, I, I have this soft spot for, like, father-daughter relationships in, in movies. Yeah. Or in TV series, and they have this this great chemistry where she, I think it's it's this this character of the Hound who kind of shows her how the world truly works. And it's like you see where your father messed up. You wanna you wanna end up like him. Yeah. And Arya kind of like grows. That's what I really like. She she starts to understand reality and starts to adapt uh, quite literally by becoming an assassin. And. I don't know. Like, of course, there's like not practical advice. You know, don't don't go to a don't go to an island and become an assassin. You know, what, what is that? But you know, she 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 adapts in in some way. You know, yeah, adaptability is a great and important trait for any man. And these days, not as much as it was back then, I guess. Mm-hmm. But still, um, times are changing, pretty much all the time. Yeah, and. You need to adapt to new situations. That's just what a man needs to do. And she's very good at this. Um, because, yeah, I think when Ned Stark was beheaded, you are right, she just realized that this world is different than she was imagining it. Mm-hmm. And especially what she learned from him wasn't that helpful in the end. Yeah. So she definitely realizes that there is a dark world happening. But I truly, as well, also enjoyed the the father-daughter relationship between the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. That was great. They had like this great banter from time to time where they're like uh, <laughs> making fun of each other in such a yeah. such a nice, mature way. So, so so the question is a little bit, because I was asking this about Jon Snow and about Rob Stark, and she's, after all, uh, Ned Stark's child. So is she a better Ned Stark or worse? Or is she on the same level? Because I would say she's above him. She kind of outgrew him, you know. She kind of yes. made better what the... yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sorry. No, no, here's no. the thing. She, I think she is better than Ned Stark because she understands it, like mm-hmm. the real world better. But what puts her a little bit, bit back again is that she's really only driven by negative emotions, being revenge. And yeah. as you said, this is really the only driving force for her. And she doesn't have any pleasure in life because she really only cares about killing the people that did bad to her family. Mm-hmm. And while obviously you understand this, it's not really very, a very joyful life. So this is where I think she falls a little bit back again. 
So would you say she's like on Ned Stark's level or even below him? I would think she's on his level. Mm, I would say the same, yeah. I'd say like from all the from all the children Ned Stark had, I think Arya and John did the best. Yes. Because when I think about of the others they're kinda of like uh yeah, kinda of messed up there. Absolutely. So yeah. Do you do you see anyone you want to cover down there? I still think about the Night King. What, what, how do we rank the Night no, the King? Night King is difficult. Uh, <laughs> he's he's to, he's toxic masculinity, man. I swear. <laughs> Absolutely toxic. Oh yeah. Although he's very determined. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could say that. Yeah, but what's more toxic than walking around and like raising dead people, uh, raising people from the dead? You know, it's pretty yeah, pretty know. toxic trait there. Uh, we talked we talked yeah. about yeah one thing which is i think very easy to say one thing one character is carl drogo right i keep yeah. seeing him yeah and he's oh is he even a character yes that's like, does he does does he even have dialogue or anything <laughs> yeah he doesn't have much dialogue but uh, yeah. i think people liked him a lot mm-hmm. and personally yeah <laughs> I didn't like him that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was quite fun to see um, him ripping someone's throat out, and oh, I, yeah. I just li- I just like the the actor, the mm-hmm. cool guy. But from a character standpoint, obviously we didn't get to see much of him because he died pretty soon, and he's very bland if you think. Yeah, about it. yeah. He's he like also that. Yeah, he's like the warrior type, mm-hmm. but he's not the warrior monk type, you know. And I li- always like this because. As Socrates also once said that, not quoting here, but that you don't just need to be a warrior, you also need to be a scholar, right? And he's really just a, the stupid warrior, pretty much. And yeah. this gets him his rank on with the, I, don't, I forgot how the tribe is called, uh, whatever. Jesus, Dothraki or... Uh, yeah, yeah, Dothraki, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it makes him king, but... His blind, stupid fighting yeah. ideas of constantly fighting, never thinking about it, also gets him killed in the end. So, yeah, he's kind of a bland character. Yeah. But like, just keep seeing his picture down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, for his buddy, he gets to be in Rob Stark's uh, tier. Uh, let's put him in D. Oh, yeah. Right, and, uh, because, because when it comes to, like, stupid guys with a good body or like extremely masculine types i would, I would put torment there as well he's actually oh, the yeah. same character i would put him there and then d tier as well he's like uh the exact same type like he's like comedy relief a little bit and yeah. does some stupid jokes but he has no they're both like those equivalents of like people who go into like uh, the gym and like just focused on their body and like nothing else you know yes yeah, i don't yeah, say yeah, I'm saying like they're extremely good at surviving and all that, but what they ultimately lack is intelligence. Of course, I don't know if it's something you can you can blame them for, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just... but it's also it's not just really. I keep thinking that intelligence obviously is helpful mm. in many things, but especially in a world like this and Game of Thrones, which is completely focused around the people and manipulating them, mm. intelligence is helpful but not necessarily needed. You just need mm-hmm. to understand how the people work and this really just needs you to yeah. learn that. Yeah. But for example, Karl Drogo never cared about people, <laughs> he just kills them. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't very really helpful uh, for him. Not really, not really practical advice we can <laughs> give out there. No, yeah. not really. Yeah. I keep keep looking at those uh, characters there. It's like... Uh, 
the only two characters I might be still interested in would be uh, the Hound. That's uh, Sandor Clegane, I think is his name, his real name, yes. and uh, and Sir Jorah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. It's yeah. like a, isn't it like this kind of simp character there, isn't it? Lord Friendzone, right? It's like it's like so, so, so tragic because he he was really interesting up until a certain point. It's really hard for me to like rank him somewhere because yeah, kind yeah. Like, I mean, he can he can serve as a negative example to other men, right? Right. right. Because while he yeah, I mean, he knows how to fight and he has some virtues, but he's like simping hard for mm. Daenerys, right? Mm. Like real hard. Yeah. And this is just a prime example of a man throwing everything away just to get in or with a woman, whatever yeah. you want to call it there. And this is the, the negative example. Many men need to realize that if you give up everything just for one woman, then you will lose everything. Yeah. Because I actually like this because she virtually throws him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much like it happens with, with most guys, which are in the friend zone and trying their best quote unquote by yeah. simping so hard to get with that woman they will just be left to die at some point this is mm-hmm. the brutal nature of the dark feminine if you want to call it that right but yeah. it's, it's just how reality and how women operate mm-hmm. if you are in the friend zone which is 100 percent always your own fault don't get me wrong here mm-hmm. if anyone is in the friend zone that is your fault and if that's the case and you keep simping hard, then you will be left to die. That's just how it operates. So this mm. character arc for him actually liked as a negative example in the real world because it just showed you that if you are that kind of guy who keeps chasing that one woman, you will lose everything. Yeah, obviously. Check not the... Uh, yeah. I'd say you could... Uh, I wouldn't even say you could call him someone with like uh, good virtues or anything, you know. It's just like he yeah, but... he he just wants to just wants to have this girl safe, and that's like, what, what kind of uh, yeah, what kind of goal is that? Yeah, I think he doesn't even like. For example, Varys in the end, if we believe that, he thinks that Daenerys will be a good queen mm. if we actually believe season eight there. Yep. So he has a reason. It's not just that he runs after Daenerys because she's hot or something. Mm. She, uh, he thinks she will be a good queen, but here, yeah. Mr. Lord Friendzone, he really just <laughs> thinks she's good, yeah. good girl, <laughs> hot chick. I don't know what he's thinking, but he's definitely not thinking in terms of the people. There, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So he's definitely an F. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, uh, there's like no, no question about that. I was, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was just waiting for confirmation there. Yeah, absolutely, at Sheeran level. <laughs> So, so, so the last character I, I really want to talk about because this is so, like I said, I really enjoyed the dynamic between uh, Arya and him. It's of course the the Hound character. Yes. And it's a really interesting one because you have this character who like basically bumbles around for a number of seasons without any clear direction until he like figures out, okay, my only goal is revenge. Is there is there much we can take from him? Because I gotta say again, I'm biased because I really liked his character. He has like good banter and like he's this uh, <laughs> like saying his uh, joke. If he would be like King, it would be called a uh, cunt's landing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much fit to his character. Uh, I'm really biased because I like him subjectively. But uh, is there is there much to to take to take away? 
this is also very funny. I liked him as well. Mm. Um, truly great character. Although he's sometimes just very negative, but he's yeah, making yeah. jokes in that regard. It's very weird. I remember this one scene where he is carrying that the chest with that zombie in it. Mm. And that one soldier asks him what's in that chest and his only response is fuck off <laughs> yeah and you know <laughs> this is actually quite a negative person right but it's so funny to actually see that yeah, what's say would you say he's bitter i don't know he seems a bit like but i don't even especially with his his whole story yeah, you know, yeah. what happened right so you could say he's a bit of man but um, it also doesn't seem like that throughout the show pretty much because he always cracking jokes you know yeah it's like it's weird yeah yeah and yeah so, what you what we can take from him i think is actually the 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 father figure even though he isn't um aria's father he he still tries to teach her something you know and i think mm -hmm. this is also great he's some some, uh, some kind of mentor yes to yeah. some degree um and i think this is something you can take from it if you have knowledge because you've been through shit or you know things mm. this is for example what i do right uh, i coach and mentor people mm. which are not my children obviously but i enjoy doing it because i have learned things and that means i can give this knowledge and this information to others and i like that because then they hopefully don't make the same mistakes mm. and his mentorship is really just teaching her the dark realities of life which her father didn't do that's dark in this case I was just about to say that, yeah, because I, I wouldn't consider you the hound, you know, but uh, you 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 also do you also teach those men stuff which uh, probably their own father didn't taught them. Yeah, I guess for for some reason I don't know maybe they because for when I was like watching this the series and this back and forth between Sandor and Arya, I was also like, ah, this must hurt her, the way he 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 tells her. How, how life yes. truly works you know but it's the necessary stuff you gotta tell yes. uh kids this these age you know yeah absolutely and i know very well from many men has have reported the same to me that seeing reality through my books or my coaching whatever it was mm -hmm. how it truly is it, it was hurtful and it was painful and they at first didn't like it almost even denied it mm -hmm. but then once they accepted it and realized that it's true, suddenly the life was much better. Yeah. And I think for Arya, it's similar. She realizes how it truly works and then she becomes an assassin. And even though she is negative in the regard that she's only driven by revenge, I think being the assassin, and especially the scene with Walter Frey, she did enjoy that. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So last question, we're going to rank the, the Hound. Yes, the Hound. That's difficult. Difficult one, right? That's, uh, for some reason, I would put him where Braun is. I don't know why, because it's yeah, very, very yeah. similar, uh, very similar characters. Yes, he is absolutely. I mean, he's yeah. not really like powerful as the guys above him, mm. but he definitely understands reality. He is enjoying himself, at least to some degree. Mm. And yeah, again, we can take something from him, which is yeah. the, the mentorship and the father figure, even mm. for other people which are not your children. So, yeah, I would say B. He's definitely at that level. Oh, let's do it. All right. Okay. Um, awesome. Let's say that's it. That's the that's the the, the characters ranked properly in in Red Smoke style. Let's check yeah. check this out. Check this out. Everybody on Spotify, uh, 
sorry. Yes, I don't know. I was thinking about like nice words to say in the end. I was like, okay, guys, like, uh, okay, look at this. Like, like, try to be someone like from S plus and S level. I would even say, don't be like Tywin. Be like Olena, because you know why? Because I have the feeling that Olena kind of even enjoys life a little bit more than Tywin. Yes, I we actually know. didn't talk about this. I don't know um, why. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to bring that up uh, real quick. Yes, because I, I had thoughts about this last time. I said that Tywin probably never enjoys himself pretty much, mm -hmm. and I guess in most cases he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Even though we see him very rarely smiling. Very rarely. Yes. Um, and when he does, but, it's very intimidating, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's this weird evil grin, right? Uh, yeah. But still, I actually think he really does enjoy power. So I guess being in his position, it's yeah. not like he's like he's bitter or mad. Mm -hmm. That's definitely not him. He enjoys being in him in his position. So, yeah. But definitely Olena enjoys herself much more. That's very noticeable. Mm. It's always this, like, uh, I believe sometimes people get, like, this this hate, like, maybe on social media or whatever, when, when, when people say, wait, why don't you enjoy life more, you know? And I, and I would be like, well, maybe I enjoy hard work, you know? Maybe yes. I enjoy power. That's, that's a bit like, like, masculinity with pleasure doesn't automatically mean, okay, I gotta, like, uh, booze and, and, and have parties every weekend, you know? If that's not what makes, it's not that's what uh, gives you pleasure then uh, what's the point in it, you know? So yeah, this is, I guess, also why many people might be confused why Tywin is actually our definition of a very masculine with pleasure guy. Yeah. Or even like an hyper-masculine guy. Mm -hmm. Because he he always, not only is he supposedly the bad guy in the, season, in the series, but he's also, yeah, almost evil to some degree. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned before, he does this for a reason, because he's the patriarch, right? And he has to do things others don't want to do. But I also think that having this purpose and working towards it and getting this power from it, he's definitely someone who enjoys power, mm -hmm. that makes it very yeah, joyful for him. And I think that most men would, especially these days, would enjoy their life much more when they had more power. Mm -hmm. And... This really just means they are respected, for example, by their own wife, which is severely lacking these days, weirdly right. enough, but it's what it is. And they get the admiration and yeah, respect from the people around them. Mm. And however, as you said, for this, you need to work. You need to work for that. You're not given the crown just right. like that. You need to deserve it and work for it and fight for it, right? And once you learn that this is something that gives you joy in the end, then you will realize why just being boozed up every weekend and eating shitty food is not okay. the joy you're seeking, but having a purpose and being a patriarch is something that will most men, I guess, fulfill much more than anything you can buy. Hmm. All right, guys. So uh, don't be like Ed Sheeran. Be be like Tywin, guys. <laughs> be like Tywin. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like okay, be like this character. We said this in the beginning, but it's more um, yeah. Try to steal. Uh, as much as you can, uh, as yes. much as it makes sense. Uh, as there's definitely some practical advice, some some banter, some quotes you can definitely. Yeah, I mean, take. I'm looking at the top five here. Yeah. The S plus and the S tier, being Tywin, Olena, Oberyn, 
uh, Littlefinger and Tyrion. Yeah. I mean, these are truly great characters. Absolutely, there's yeah. a lot you can learn from them, mm -hmm. gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, definitely helpful. Yeah, definitely uh, worth it. Uh, give the give the whole thing a second look if you if you have the time. So I give uh, Game of Thrones another chance. I would love to to dive in again after after like seeing it like three or four years ago since the last time I saw the, the earlier seasons. If I had the time, I would really love to like watch it with like fresh eyes, if you know what I'm saying. It uh, yeah. would be really interesting. Maybe I'll watch it again, but yeah, I don't know. I really, wish I, yeah, re really wish I had the time, but uh, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to watch the trial with Tyrion again. I think that's uh, there's always time for that. Yeah, and yes. and uh, and if you have time, like watch uh, Olena Tyrell's best roasting moments. I think there are many oh, yeah, compilations about that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for today. We we ranked the yes. characters, we did our duty, and yeah, yeah, I hope you guys can take anything from that. Uh, it'll be uh, fun to to watch us rank those magnificent characters, some of them. All right, um, Alex, any last words? No, I just wanted. To, oh, I'm just gonna add one thing. Sure, sure, sure. Not really add, as I said before. Mm. Um, the nature of any man, I think, is to be admired by other people. This is what we like, mm. for, uh, but not just randomly for what we did, right? Because you need to build your confidence on something you achieved, right? And then get admiration for it. This is pretty much what the king does, what the patriarch does. So, gentlemen, if you want to feel whole and if you want to enjoy your life and enjoy this feeling. Then build something that is worth of admiration from your family or anyone else. Mm -hmm. And then I think your life will be much better. Mm. Yeah, that's my last words here. <laughs> I think I'm not going to say anything else because I'm going to ruin your perfect catharsis <laughs> of, this, of this episode. All right, goodbye, everybody. Um, see you next week. Uh, Toppy's going to announce soon on Twitter. All right, bye-bye. See you next